Previously on The Forge. We need your help to find and take down Tyrio. Both of your dogs look up in the sky and start barking at this cloud. If you think there is a chance of reclaiming Ruix, I will help you get there. Prepared or not, everyone will be mobilized in the next two days. While you guys are getting your super cool weapons, I will scout out the path. Magma Bear continues to kind of coerce the cubs into approaching this to the point where they're standing on top of the chest high walls as it grumble growls at the two cubs to come on in. But unfortunately you notice it too late because as you are aware of the eerily similar display case across from you just next to you begins to shift. Oh shit. It's a mimic you guys. Fuck. And then one creature in particular seems to be sucking on this ore. It's a shimmering liquid metallic ooze. You guys have just encountered this ooze um, that is uh, kind of just hanging out around these crates that it's busted open to eat the iron. It has noticed you, but so have you. So you guys get to react first. Could I possibly do like a quick nature about Quicksilver just in general to see if I can determine what its weaknesses are? Uh, Sure. That was going to be my suggestion because <laughs> I was curious as why it was eating the iron. Um, 11. You do not know of any weaknesses. However, you do know that it has resistance to all damage dealt from metallic weapons. Oh, that's good to know. I don't like that. I relay this information. And then I, uh, and then I don't know. I'm going to do, ooh, can I try electric ray? I don't know if that's going to do anything, but I'm going to try it. Do it. Okay. That's a good idea. Uh, 12 versus its will. Yes, you hit. Yes. Yes. I'm going to spend an extra AP to amp the damage also. That's 11 electricity damage. Go ahead and roll an additional d6 and add it to it. (laughs) That's a three, so 14. 14. All right. Um, So I made that decision based off of the electric aspect. If the target is wearing metal armor or standing in water, they take an additional 1d6 damage. It is metal. So That's what I thought. Okay. That is your first action. As your lightning ray hits it, it kind of bounces and arcs around it as well, um, catching some of the metallic ore that it was eating. All I'm seeing in my head right now is one of the electricity choo-choos from Breath of the Wild. Oh, fair. Yeah. You have another action, Britt. I'm just going to um, hit it with Ray again since I don't have to re-aim. Oh, nice. Go ahead and real, uh, deal your damage. Uh, 16. That's what the extra d6 already. All right, nice. Um, with more electricity pulsing into it, you do see more um, electricity kind of arc off of it. And then when you enter the room are about three meters from this creature. It is medium and it immediately stretches to take a slash at you, Nariel. Um, I don't like that. uh, Don't worry, I didn't roll well. Eight versus fortitude? Nope. All right. It 
misses. What kind of armor are you wearing again? Leather. Yep, it misses, and the electricity that would arc off of it and affect you potentially instead just hits your leather armor and uh, does nothing. It does immediately try to do that again. Eat shit, sludge. This time it deal or it is a fifteen versus your fortitude. Oh, yeah. Okay. My fortitude is an eight, so when it rolled eight, it didn't hit me. But <laughs> nineteen slashing ethereal damage. Just, uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's no bueno. That's not great. I'm bloodied again. And then your armor loses one durability. <gasps> no, my mom's curious. No. That is the end of its turn, and upon ending its turn, um, that stretch recedes back to um, where it is three meters away. Is Umbra Ore considered metal? I think we decided it was not. Isn't it like stone or something? More related to stone? I might actually... I think I'll throw these obsidian kunais. Okay. Um, And I'm just going to throw all four, because they're light, right? Holy shit, that's really cool. Yep, you can do that. Um, 16 versus reflex hits. Two total. I rolled a one. The first kunai goes straight in, piercing it, and you notice that it doesn't like reshape once this throwing dagger um, pierces into it, and instead it begins to split in half from where you cut into it, and it continues to split until it becomes two different oozes. No. Oh, it does the Minecraft thing. Ah, yes. The what? Oh, because it's a slime. No, it just does the ooze thing. In Minecraft, if you kill a big ooze, it becomes two medium oozes, and then when you kill those oozes, they become two small oozes, so in the end, you have, like, four. <laughs> it's like a hydra, but not. Yeah, the babies, the baby ones are, like, weaker, but there are more of them, so. So maybe let's not use sharp things. Not cutting it in half, maybe. Yeah. Either, I don't know if crushing it would be good, or if we just need to use magic. Well, I was going to keep electric raying it and immobilizing all of the things. I think that's a great idea. Well, I do not want to keep doing that. Shrapnel would probably cut it into like a million tiny things. Um, I wonder if concussive force Just store work. it. Oh my god. Is it, how big is it? <laughs> Uh, it's small. Oh my god. I mean, you make weapons from it. Yeah. Ivy's not gonna work. Quake is probably not. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll just try to store one and then I'll have a collection because I still have my Ash Elemental. You might You might as well. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, I meant to give the Ash Elemental to the bear. Oh well. Whoops. Uh, they're off hunting the other ones though, so it's probably fine. Yeah. I'm gonna try to store one of them. Whichever one's closest. Well, they're both uh, three meters away from you guys. Okay. But store... Oh, store is a touch. Just so you know. Ooh, ouch. Oh, it is. I do not want to touch that. <laughs> I don't want to get quickening sickness. I, then I think maybe I'll throw a breaking bomb right in between them. It's concussive force. It won't cut. I only have the one bomb, though. But, yeah, I think I'm going to use my other action to just throw that bomb right in between the two. Roll your throne action. (laughs) I think it probably hits. There's already three sixes. Yes, it hits. (laughs) All right. Is that for both of them or for one? No, that hits both of them. 
All right, sweet. Six sonic damage. Six sonic damage. Okay, they are now critical, both of them. Um, and then Sonic has the concussive trait, which I need to look up real quick. Wait a second. Oh my gosh, if, if we had split them... Oh, I should have split them one more time. Because I'm assuming their HP is splitting too. It is. And if they're split into multiple ones, and I could use one bomb to effectively, like, multiplied by however many there are for... I'll have to keep that in mind later. All right, well, um, that is the end of your turn, Benji. And these two oozes now move at half their movement speed, which means they move two meters and then stretch toward both Benji and Nariel, both looking to attack. Yuck. The first one attacking Nariel uh, is a seven versus fortitude. No, that doesn't All hit right, me. And then the second one attacks Benji. Oh, no. Oh, it got a six plus. All right, that's no. a... That is a, a sizable amount. Uh, 16 versus fortitude. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yikes. You take only six slashing damage, but your armor loses one durability. Okay. All right. That is the end of each of their turns since they moved and attacked. They are now um, one meter away from all of you. Rayla, that makes it your turn. I'll probably just do an electric ray as well. Awesome. Which one are you targeting? Um, the one that's most damaged. The one that Brittany hit, right? They are, hit. They are equally damaged. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll hit the one on the right. All right. 17? Yeah, you hit their will. Um, and... Also, Dylan, I did try to remind you that you have a rust beast. Oh my god, they are metal. We literally just, yeah. Um, can I, can I do something, maybe? Okay. <laughs> we would love it if you did. Uh, I, I, I want to know if this is, like, is, like, narratively, like, applicable. You tell me what you want to do. So I have Aura, which is, uh, when casting a form, you may choose to spend two more AP, and when you do, the form you are casting affects an area around you with a two-meter radius, as long as it's narratively applicable. Um, I was wondering if... If I cast this, if like the if the electricity could like bounce around and hit the other one too, but would it but would it hit my friends though? But um, I have form shaping. Does that make sense? I don't it know. It does make sense. So basically, what you're telling me is that you would cast ray on one, and then the aura of the ray would actually cause the electricity to bounce over to the other. But because you have form shaping, your allies would not be affected by said electricity. Yes, that would work perfectly fine. Okay, I would like to do that. Get him. Uh, Nineteen. Did you already include the 1d6 from the extra 1d6 from the electricity? No. Okay, so you completely kill the one that's on the right, and go ahead and roll the extra 1d6 for the electricity. Uh, four. Four. Okay, the other one takes four electric damage from the arcing electricity, and yeah, that's just one action. <laughs> well, I guess I'm just going to continue my ray. You do have to roll a new so, attack. You do? I thought Ray was... You're targeting a new creature. Oh, okay, fair. All right, uh, I'll just roll another attack then. Uh, that's a 13 to hit. Its defense is also lessened, so yes, you hit. Cool. I'm not going to pump the AP again, Um, but that's 12 damage. 12 damage, and that is enough to kill this guy as well. You've successfully 
completed my forge puzzle. Da, 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 da. Hey, question. All right, go ahead. These these uh, quicksilver oozes. Yeah. Do they do their bodies like remain here so we could you know collect them in a jar or something? Yes, they do. Can I do that? Yeah. Great. Do I have just one jar of ooze or is it? Two? I mean, how many jars do you have? Um, I have like a f- just like a few. Jars. Define a few jars. These are two small oozes. Oh, I guess that's fair. What I want to do is I want to collect enough of it that I can tip the um, fingers on my quarterstaff with the quicksilver. Ooh. Wow. Um, you could probably do that with just one jar. Great. Then I'm going to take two jars just in case we need some more. All right. There's still plen- there is still plenty of ooze if anybody else wants to take some more of this ooze. I'm down. Is there anything else on the ooze component wise or is it just ooze? Uh, I mean, have you looted it? No. You you want to loot it real quick? I'd like to do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, seven. You find an obsidian kunai, the same one that Benji threw, and you find this like metallic ball in the center of uh, of this creature. Like it's it's the size of a marble. With a nature check, you could figure out what it is. I'm gonna do that. M- uh, many sixes. It's it's the heart of an ooze. Okay, I thought so. Oh. She said I rolled many sixes? I seriously, I like rolled a two and a six, and then I rolled another six, and then I rolled another six, and I was like, okay, all right. And then, uh, Rayla, you said you're taking some of this ooze as well? Yes. How many jars? Or flasks or whatever? Um, I'll just do one. And then, Benji, are you getting any two? I'll take a vial, yeah. All right. Like an entire small one is left. The Rust Beast is more than happy to eat the rest of it. Yeah, and that, I was going to suggest that. Anything else you guys want to do in here? Is there any what's what else is in this room? It looks like the rest of what's in this room is just raw iron ore, but that's that's it. Then I don't think I have anything. I have some things I want to do next time we're in town. Well, uh you guys have spent about I'm going I'm going to say probably 30 minutes in this area, clearing the area, looting everything, all that stuff. And I don't remember how long I said it takes to get back to town. I think it was also 30 minutes. So you guys get get back to town a little after afternoon, like halfway through the afternoon, basically. You do see that um, upon returning to Golden Hole, you find that people are starting to gear up. Um, there are more and more messages like uh, pasted or put up on um, the notice boards about uh, preparing for the incoming assault on the passage in the next... Uh, not tomorrow, but the day after. Okay, now remind me what other things there were to do, like going and finding those supplies. That was it? The other, the other thing? That was the only other notice that was posted, yes. Okay, so I say we should probably just go with Dakota to the pass. I think that's a good idea, because we wanted to beat everyone there. Yeah. We're not going to check out the lost shipment that... On its way from um, Skagdal. I mean, we would potentially have to travel all the way back to Skagdal. Yeah. And so. I mean, and we did find that book that suggests that the order had something to do with, well, probably that's evidence for motive for why the order would have made Sagain disappear. You guys also have not yet turned this quest into Sagain to receive your reward. Sagain. Oh, not Sagain, but... Oh, sorry, uh, yeah, you're right, Caleb. Yep. So let's do let's go do that. Um, before we do, can I, like, just go 
Can I go to a store real quick? Yeah, what store are you looking to go to? Explosives. Okay, yeah, in a in a city this size, there is an explosives manufacturer. They mostly deal in um, breaking bombs for the use of the mining. Um, it's Skagdal, but they they do have experience with explosives. Sweet, yeah, because what I'm looking for is probably like another four breaking bombs. Great, and then another couple of ivy bombs if possible so you go to this explosive store it's just called explosives beautiful (laughs) and inside you find a dwarf who looks to have frayed hair in his beard mustache and head um kind of like maybe it was burned a little bit like it's it's been singed somewhat um and you you walk in and he kind of lifts his uh, welding mask that he uses to protect most of his face from the components and says oi there gnome what up that's what he says it's done <laughs> <laughs> you know you guys ever you guys ever seen youtube videos of people cutting their hair with fire that's how he does his beard <laughs> yeah yeah that's it looking for some explosives and the name of your store seemed to suggest you might have that oh yeah i deal in explosives it's it's mostly just you know your your standard explosives for mining and we have plenty of that right now a lot of a lot of people looking to get explosives to blow up that pass you hear yeah well i like to use them for other things but i could still use some breaking bombs well breaking bombs are all i got uh there's a little bit of uh, a backlog well orders you see so i mean i'm willing to make them for you but if you want if you want them speedy it's gonna take a little extra coin I was going to say if you know what I mean, but I've, I feel like I'm pretty clear. <laughs> Give me more money and I'll finish your shit sooner. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't know what you mean. I, I'm sorry. I'd like to be as clear as possible in how I uh, interact with people. I would need additional <laughs> funds to push your order ahead of some of the others who are looking to obtain explosives. Oh, I see. How much is a breaking bomb going for right now? I need probably seven gold pieces per breaking bomb to be able to push that ahead of the the list to the top of the list. All right, I I'll take four. All right, and I hand him thirty gold. He he does the math in his head. Great, I'll have them done in the next hour. Thank you. All right, I'll be back. Um, actually, before I go though, you said breaking bombs are all you have right now. Well, breaking bombs is what we specialize in. Uh, of course, if you have a special order, I could, I could possibly, uh, make something. But nothing else in stock? Nothing at the moment, no. All right, no worries. I'll be back. I'll be right here with your bombs in an hour. All right, and then I go to meet meet back up with the rest of the group. All right, what is the rest of the group doing? Uh, while Benji does that, I want to go see if I can get my staff modified. Okay, um, there are plenty of people who can do that. Um, most of them do seem pretty busy. They, they like nobody has the kind of equipment um, that you saw at the Slag Forge, but there are a, a variety of blacksmiths um, that can probably help you. Okay, cool. Um, you looking for a higher end or a lower end or a yeah. mid tier? Higher end for sure. It's in the center of town. Um, it does look to be an older building. A an old man runs the shop. Uh, he looks, he looks like he should be withered. Like his face is very wrinkly, but 
his muscles are huge. At least his arm muscles and shoulder muscles and chest muscles are huge from all the work that he does, but he definitely skips leg day. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Hello, lass. You don't see many elves these days. Yeah, um, anyway, so I'm looking to get... (laughs) I have nothing to say about that. Uh, I'm looking to get... Um, my staff modified and I show him, you know, the, the tips of the fingers of the iron wood at the top that has the, uh, stone in the middle that lights up. Mm -hmm. And I ask him to tip each of the fingers with like sharp points of the quicksilver, which I present to him. Oh, you don't, you don't see much quicksilver nowadays either. A lot of rarities coming into my shop right now. Very interesting. And he kind of strokes his... His uh, wispy beard. This guy's trying to kidnap you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can, I can do that. I can make that happen for you. Um, shouldn't take too long either. Just tipping the fingers with uh, with a little bit of quicksilver. You already got the quicksilver on hand. What do you, what do you say? Ten gold to have it done in the next thirty minutes. Okay. Could you also perhaps um work the quicksilver into the the rest of the staff in like maybe a swirl or something like around the handle. I I can do that, but it, it will take another couple hours to get that done. That would be fine. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, is an extra 10 gold sound fair to you with that? Absolutely. Wonderful. 20 gold in a couple hours. I'll have it all set for you. Sounds good. I'll be back for it. All right. As you leave, you do notice that um, a lot of his weaponry is all steel and it looks like he really focuses in ornamentation instead of actually producing the weapons themselves. Yes. Yes. That's actually what the lore of this of this building was. It wasn't just something I made up on the spot to help you out. It's, there's a real there's a real reason for why that is. That's magical. I love it. Rayla, what are you doing? Um are we waiting until the next day? Is that what we're doing to leave with uh, Dakota? Or are we just waiting a couple hours? I thought I we would maybe wait until tomorrow morning. We were going to go see Caleb first, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I Is there a library in town? There, there, I mean, there is a library. Um, it is kept up by the order. Um, and so it is oh. near the church uh, toward the center of town. And it is also not very big. Uh, can I, can I go in? Yeah, you go in and, um, it's pretty empty. There are, um, like lanterns hung around the ceiling to illuminate everywhere. Um, each corner looks kind of cozy, albeit regularly not used. So it's a little dusty. A half orc woman, um, runs, runs the library. She is, uh, significantly smaller than most other half orcs. Um, looks like maybe she has a little bit more of human genes than half orc genes, but she does still have that defined muscle mass. Um, and her hair is braided behind her. It's, it's Her hair is black and her tusks do point up out of her mouth, but they are also smaller, so they look, they, they're not as imposing. Oh, so Rayla falls in love. <laughs> I mean, if she does, it's up to you. Um, she is cute for a half orc, but like, I mean, she does still display several of those half orc um, qualities 
a rounder face um, and bulkier presence, although still smaller than usual. Okay. Um, well, I'm here because I kind of wanted to look at some books about, like, some of, like, the four and maybe some about, like, more hood lore that maybe we should know about. I don't know. You know, I just kind of want to be precautious. I mean, I, I can do that. We have a few, a few books in the way of the hoods, but their overall record is more well kept within their estate. I, I understand Dottie does a very good job of, uh maintaining the the hood timeline fair or anything about the past maybe i mean i have i have a, a little bit of information on the the origins of gold hole if you'd like sure uh she takes you to the history section and pulls out a a thick tome um detailing in great boring detail uh the history of Golden Hole. You basically get the gist that Golden Hole was founded by the Hoods, specifically Sagain Hood, who discovered the magma, the underground magma river, and decided to establish a forge using that natural heat. The town grew around his wealth, and the Order utilized his forge to make most of the weapons that are used still today by the order. Most of this you already knew. That's that's most of the important information that you find. I got I guess I don't really know what I was looking for to be honest with you. I was just kind of trying to pass some time to see if there's any lore that I was missing on. Okay, I think I'll probably just head back to the tavern and then have a drink or something while I wait for everybody. Okay. I forgot that I was also going to try to get a helmet. Okay. There are several blacksmiths like I said. Um, who deal in armor as well as weapons. Um, I'm definitely looking for a dragon scale helmet, if that's going to be possible to find here. You you kind of go store to store, and you find that they have a lot of iron and steel and leather, but it seems like a majority of their uh, more expensive or more rare armor pieces have already been purchased by all the adventurers who... Uh, have flooded the town or the city. Do I see any adventurers wearing a dragon scale helmet? Because I'm going to kill them. <laughs> um, you do recall several no. adventurers within the tavern who were wearing dragon scale, uh, a dragon scale helmet. In fact, the cute gnome that uh, you disliked quite a bit because he was obviously naive and knew nothing was wearing a dragon scale helmet. I want to go find him. Has it been an hour since I ordered the bombs? Yeah, probably. With how many shops you uh, went around looking through. Okay, then I'm going to go grab my bombs, and then I'm going to go search for that gnome. Um, first place you look is the tavern, where you find Rayla getting a drink. And sitting next to Rayla, flirting with her, failing, that naive gnome uh, with his helmet sitting on the bar next to next to him. Okay, let's see. Could just grab it and run. Or I could buy him some drinks, get him drunk, and then take it off of him when he passes out. Oh, I could, like, set a stool on fire. (laughs) Or I could just wink at Rayla to help me seduce him. I flirt intensely with the man. (laughs) 
So Rayla, this gnome, who I believe his voice was, oh yeah, I know. Yep, I think that sounds about right. Oh god, it's that guy. He's he's sitting and he he's got like one hand on his knee, his like little feet propped up on the stool, and then the other arm, his other arm, like his elbow leaning on the bar, totally opened up, like really really interested in you in particular. Um, his helmet is right next to his elbow and it's really all he's talking about and he says oh yeah you know i actually killed the dragon that uh that this helmet well the 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 scales this helmet came from i killed it all by myself i'm i'm quite an adventurer i'll tell you what yeah i know it's surprising roll a perception (laughs) check you sound either (laughs) you know the uh epic npc man from like that facebook series where you sound like that guy. (laughs) 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 Hello, adventurer! (laughs) Uh, I got a 13. You see on the inside of his helmet, there is a tag that says, Made in Stig Brat. (laughs) Oh, I want to look at the map now to see where Stig Brat is. It's up north. It is a dwarven stronghold. I'm just like... (laughs) I like... (laughs) I like gently touch his arm and I'm like, oh yeah, tell me how you slain the dragon. He uh, he kind of uh, flush, or blushes a little bit, then reaches down to his holster where he keeps a little short sword and he unsheaths it. And he says, well, I got it with this sword. You see, it thought it was going to eat me. It thought so. It came down, swooped in and scooped me right up. And then up in there inside of its throat, I pulled out my sword and I started slashing away. Next thing I know, thing comes tumbling out of the sky, and I come tumbling out of its mouth, and there we have it. Dead dragon at my hand. And he sheathes his sword. (laughs) Is Benji able to do anything right now? Or do I have to get this guy drunk? The guy's pretty distracted with with you at the moment. Go for it, Benji. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that opportunity to try to grab it and walk out the door with it. Roll a stealth check. Um, 14. Yeah, this guy does not notice you. Go ahead and roll a sleight of hand. Um, 28. 28, dang. So you wait for the bartender to turn and look at another person and hand a drink to them. And then you take a leather helmet that was found, that you just found on another table and replace it with the dragon scale (laughs) helmet that was there. And then you slip the dragon scale helmet away and put it in your bag and slip out with only Rayla noticing. (laughs) Woo! That's awesome. I'm also going to um, tear out that tag for the maiden Stigbra. And I'm going to like write my name on the inside. Nariel, what are you doing? Uh, I didn't really have anything to do until my staff is done, so I was just kind of hanging out waiting for everybody else. Okay. A couple hours pass and your staff is ready. Fab! Let's go talk to Caleb. Alright, you collect it and then you go talk to Caleb, or does everybody want to go talk to Caleb? Well, let's all go talk to Caleb. First, what does my staff look like? Um, so the guy did exactly (laughs) what you asked. He didn't do anything super fancy like, um, whatever the heck that guy's name in Aetherhold is. Shoot, what is his name? I don't remember. Did I write it down? Gibson. Oh, yeah. I wrote it down. Um, So he didn't do anything super fancy. He did exactly what you asked. There are little pointed fingertips that look like, uh, you know, when you put fugles, I think that's what they're called, on your fingertips. (laughs) Bugles. Bugles, Yeah. You know when you put bugles on your fingertips? Bugles. That's what it looks like. Um, But it's (laughs) it's not. It it is firmly attached um, and actually like 
melded with the wood, and then you do have the spiral of quicksilver um, to kind of give it a little shimmery edge. Okay. How does that change? Like, if I hit with a melee attack, does that change anything? Or If you choose to attack with the head of the staff with the hand on it, it will now deal slashing damage instead of uh, bludgeoning. It will deal an extra plus two damage, and the target risks uh, contracting the quickening sickness. Cool. Otherwise, throughout the rest of the staff, it's just ornamental. Cool. Okay, let's go talk to Caleb. So you guys all group up in the tavern? Yeah, I think that sounds good. Well. I would not wear that helmet yet, though, if I were you, Benji. Oh, I'm going to flaunt it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you're sitting in the tavern. You all get ready to to leave. You all meet up. And uh, Rayla, how do you you exit this interaction with this gnome? I... uh... I say, well, I have some other business to attend to. And then I buy him a drink and I say, dream of me later. And then I walk away. <laughs> you say, it's been real. I like ladies. And then leave. <laughs> um, he says, oh, 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 yeah, I'll see you later, right? Uh, Maybe. Well, I'll be here. Um, and he turns back to the bar when he notices that his helmet is gone and replaced with a human-sized leather helmet. Um, at which point he stands up on a stool and says, hey, where'd my helmet go? Um, he does not notice you, Benji. Um, and most people do ignore him, except for Whitman, who's at his usual table, who shouts, Oi, sit down, gnome! You've had enough to drink! And then they start getting in a yelling, a yelling <laughs> argument about, uh, about whether or not he's had too much to drink, or if he, uh, or who stole his helmet. And, yep. Beautiful. You guys head over to the hood? Yep. The hood manor? Yep. Alright, so as a refresher, this is a kind of gated building. Um, you can, there's a little like enchanted bell that you ring and it, it, uh, calls for somebody to come to the gate. And then inside the, the fenced area is a large manor that looks, looks pretty old in architecture, um, and definitely has some dwarven architectural qualities to it. So like thick pillars, um, flat roofs, no flying buttresses or anything exciting like that. Just simple and clean. Okay. Do we uh, need to go in further? Or like, sir, do we need to ring the doorbell? You do need to ring the doorbell. <laughs> I ring the doorbell. Um, you you hear the the slight din of a loud bell coming from inside the manor. Um, and after a couple of minutes, that older, slender, like pointed beaked nose of a guy walks out um and recognizes you three and says what is it what is it that you want uh i hold up the flyer that i took and i say uh we did it well lord hood will be very pleased to hear that his family's forge is once again accessible i suppose you may come in then take a seat while he uh well he gathers the necessary reward and if there's anything else you'd like to share with him about your experience, perhaps that would be a good time. And he uh, opens the gate and allows you guys in. It is a fairly large manor, and upon entering, you do see that it is also fairly empty. Much of the furniture still has those like sheets draped over it from extended unuse. There are two guards that also patrol the interior. They are half-orcs, and they do wear the insignia of the Order. 
they both notice you and uh that's it they just kind of take notice of you Dottie will take you guys to a room that is still used and pretty clean it's actually his own study it's on the second floor and he he takes you in there it's made of or it has dark oak like dark oak wood paneling along the interior even though much of the house is made of stone um he has a a wood floor with um, several animal skins across it and then he also has a nice thick hardwood desk with a uh with a weird series of images and notes and a timeline all behind his desk he offers a seat on one of the several couches um, within his study and then he says i will return here momentarily with lord hood um, and we will have the funds for you and you can relay any important information to him upon our return please stay within the confines of this study i would greatly appreciate that and he turns to leave and then locks the door behind him oh okay i touch everything okay (laughs) (laughs) he has a lot of rare artifacts it seems that um they go back as far as pre-order days there is no way Dottie is old enough to have found these artifacts himself and they are likely relics of sagain as you walk around touching everything you get a closer look at this timeline and it seems as if there is a this is a timeline of um of the hood family a rough estimate of the timeline of the hood family i would like to take a closer look at that you see a lot of what you already know which is that sagain the head of the hood household is the one that founded the slag forge or actually sorry it was sagain's father who founded the Slag Forge. However, an early death in the invasion of Fort Fornine put the ownership in Sagain's hands where it flourished. He ran the forge for two centuries, making his name um, for his clan, the clan, the Hood clan, and the Slag Forge. Then a couple decades back, he disappeared, assumed dead, and then Caleb took over until he too disappeared barely a year later. His disappearance is unknown to the populace, as you all know already. However, Dottie has marked that he was imprisoned without a phylactery in Groverlim. The monarchy within Groverlim was not aware of a secret phylactery kept within the Hood's own vault. There is no reason for this imprisonment. It is just recorded that he was imprisoned within Groverlim. At this time also, um, Dane's branch ends. The only real important thing on there is the discovery of a powerful magic and then uh, a shift in power in the family. Dane discovered the powerful magic or? Dane discovered the powerful magic, yes. Interesting. Like at at what point um, on his branch does the discovery of magic occur? Um, At the same or just before Sagain was assumed dead. Um, one other thing I want to point out to you, Dylan, is that there are um, little notes. You do notice on each of the little like notes on the timeline that there's this kind of code associated with them. And you see a pattern like, um, like E100 and then A11 and then C23. Like maybe there are references to something. Do I see like reference books or anything else nearby that might map on to those codes? 
You can go ahead and search his desk. I definitely do that. But first, are there any, like, among the artifacts, are any of them weapons? No, he does not have any weapons. It's more like statues or old vases and uh, the like. Gotcha. Also, you guys didn't sell those weapons that you found, right? Oh, yeah, we didn't. Do you still have them in your inventory? Yeah. Okay, I guess just don't forget about them. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to search the desk. Okay, it is locked, so you'll need to roll a lockpick. Eight. You are able to only get the top drawer open, but not anything else. All right, what's inside? In the top drawer, you find a records book similar to the financial records that Rayla found in the Slag Forge. However, this one has been kept up to date on almost a weekly account. With the constant maintenance of the manor, the hood fortune has dwindled slightly from what it was, um, but they still have a, sub- a substantial amount of money in what is labeled as the vault, likely the same secret vault that held Caleb's phylactery. In addition, you do finally see an actual number for how much the order owes the hood family, and that is nearly two million gold pieces. Yikes. And it looks like in the last 20 years, no repayment has been made. And prior to that, very little repayment had been made. Is that with interest or without? Uh, that is without interest. Oh, why? I'm. Can I piece together that that debt has to do with the hoods providing weapons for the order? Yes. Why are they here, though? Why are who here? The order. I guess maybe just to keep ensuring that they're going to keep getting weapons? I don't know. Okay. Can I try to open one of the other drawers again by, like, hitting it? Sure. Roll another lockpick. Um, 15. With a 15 and that little bit of a hit, you are able to um, jar the drawer loose and unlock it. You find a couple of file folders with uh, recent information that is yet to be added to the timeline, mostly just Caleb's return, but also you find a key. And this is... Oh, I definitely take the key. This is a large key. Um, It is not your normal key. It has, instead of just one prong, it has three, and it's it's very thick um, adamantine, likely to unlock a large door. I put that in my second favorite pocket. (laughs) Is there any information, anything that references Dane in here? In the drawer that you just opened? Yes. No. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to close that all back up. It has been about 10 minutes and um, Caleb and Dottie have not yet returned. And the door's locked. The door is locked. I don't think that's what this key is for. Uh, no, the keyhole to the door is a single prong, not a three prong. feel like we should just leave. Yes, through the locked door. That I can lockpick, maybe. Sure. What is that? 22. 22, you successfully unlock the door. You open it, it leads out into the hallway. Go ahead and roll a quick perception check. Nine. Um, you hear voices from up the stairs um, on the third level, but you cannot make out what they're saying. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Everybody stealth. Okay. 13. Six. 
<laughs> yeah, I got five. Well, the floor is made of stone, so you guys don't make any sound as you exit the room. Can we? Can I roll a perception to see if we can hear what they're talking about? Yeah, you can roll a perception check, Rayla. What do your elf ears hear? Uh, seven. Um, you can barely make out that there are voices coming from the third floor. I'm gonna try. Seventeen. Okay. Um, you are able to make out the voices. One is Dottie's, clearly, and then the other is a gruffer, a gruffer tone with a dwarven accent. Essentially, they are arguing about whether or not Lord Hood has the time to listen to lowly adventurers and their, uh, expedition to clear the forge. If the job is done, they should just be paid and then sent away, is essentially what he's saying. We, we agree. <laughs> we would like to go. Dottie is arguing that you guys may have important information about what happened in the forge, and that it is important to understand how this happened in order to prevent it from happening in the future, so that the Slag Forge and the Hood name may t- maintain its importance. This argument sounds like it may last a while. I mean, like, yeah, we should get paid and get out because we want to go on that, go to the fort. But also, like, do we want to bring up Dane? Uh, no. No? I, I don't. I don't trust this guy. Oh, no, I mean, you're right. But, like, that, I, I agree. I don't trust him either. But, like, that's exactly why I would want to, like, question him. Mm-hmm. But if we got bigger fish to fry. We could always do that when we come back. If we come back. Yeah. If we come back. We didn't get phylacteries filled here, did we? Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah, we did. I was planning on just walking up to whatever office they're talking in and just being like, hey, um, we got places to be. So if you guys just want to pay us and we leave, that's fine. I like money. Sure. So you guys just head up the stairs and interrupt their conversation from the door that you were locked in? I'm going to I'm going to knock. Okay. Um maybe us two should go back in the room? Question mark. I I was what letting you guys decide. Or just maybe wait down here. Okay, that's a good idea. I think I'll wait down here while she goes up there. I mean, I'll I don't know. I think we should all go as a group. Okay. Whatever you guys want to do. I'm going to go up the stairs. Let's there. go. I'll go with them. All right, the three of you go up the stairs and knock on the door. The conversation, or rather the argument, abruptly stops. You hear footsteps, and then Dottie opens the door. He raises his eyebrows and says, I believe I told you to stay put. Um, Behind him, you see a red-haired, thick-bearded dwarf sitting at a table, looking over a series of maps with a large map of Ruigs and the pass behind him, Um, a large window opens out to overlook the town or city of Goldhole. Um, Dottie responds, well, since you're here, you might as well tell. And then Caleb interrupts. You failed to mention that they were elves, Dottie. Does that matter? Do you say that? Yeah. It matters quite a bit. Very well could be that you decided to perhaps sabotage the forge. We try, like, just assuming that because we're elves, we might have tried to sabotage the forge. Rude. The Slag Forge is the only thing that has been equipping the Order for for generations. I would not put it past the elves to do such a thing. Dottie- Yeah, why do you keep doing that, by the way? It is our responsibility to continue to equip the Order to protect all of us. Without them, there is no chance of survival. Dottie, would you please 
pay them. Survival against what? Against the, the rim. Listen, there are more important things going on here than whatever questions you are asking. Dottie, pay these fools. What's your favorite color? <laughs> you see he's getting pretty angry, um, and he is... He is holding a quill and it snaps. You see a vein bulging in his forehead and he seems like he is near losing control. Dottie. Listen, do you want our help or not? I do not want you in my estate any further. Dottie, pay them now. That's your funeral. Dottie kind of ushers you out of the door. I apologize for his temper. It is something that we have been acutely aware of for quite some time. Uh, Let us go back to my study. And we shall sort out your payment. Yeah, are you going to leave us in there for like 20 minutes again, though? Because we got stuff to do. I apologize. I thought that perhaps Lord Hood would like to know what you guys, what uh, you lot found in the Slag Forge. If it is okay, I would like to document your experience. And then if there is any relevant information, I can pass it on to him myself. Fine by me. He escorts you to his study, sits down at his desk, and offers a seat to all of you again. I stand. Okay. (laughs) He acknowledges that that is your desire and allows you to do so. He goes ahead and opens a small safe behind his timeline and begins to uh, gather the thousand gold pieces uh, while you guys relay the events of the Slag Forge to him. Is there anything you would like to keep out? Uh, Maybe the weapons we took? Um, no, that did. doesn't matter because it said that we could take whatever we want or whatever oh, we found in the process. Uh, we should maybe leave out the part about finding that records book. But other than that, yeah, true. So you'll just keep the, the records book secret. Yeah. He thanks you for for clearing the forge and that he will send people to essentially reignite it um, promptly so that they can at least have a few swords ready to go by the time they leave in a couple of days. Uh, he hands you a bag of a of a thousand gold pieces and offers to escort you out of the manor. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I'm done. All right. Um, he stands up and leaves the study with you guys following, and then takes you to the door and allows you to leave. Even if Lord Hood was not as receptive to your assistance as he should have been, I would like to thank you on behalf of the Hoods, the Hood Clan. For your service. That's eh, no big deal, man. Don't sweat it. What do you guys do now? I was planning on going to find Dakota, finding a place to stay for the night, and then just chilling. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, before you guys do that, uh, you sell your equipment that you got. Yes. You're selling the Orahalk quarterstaff and the bastard sword. The bastard sword is worth 24 gold pieces. The Orahalk was 15 gold pieces for the quarterstaff. It's uh, 346 uh, and like 33 silver per person. How much gold? 336 gold and 33 silver. That doesn't make sense. It would be 336 and then three silver and three copper. Oh, you're right, because it's not 100 silver per. Yeah, you're right. Um, But wouldn't it have been 333? repeating without like that was just a base 1000 and then there was like what like another 40 gold on top of that yeah 346 oh 346 oh i kept hearing 336 i also heard 336 and i was like i don't know where you're getting that math but i'll let it slide whatever nariel you go to find dakota and he is still by the church kind of raving like he was prior 
I was just going to tell him that we are back from our thing and we're ready to leave tonight or tomorrow morning, but preferably tomorrow morning. Yeah, we we can wait tomorrow morning. We can wait until tomorrow. Rest up. I'll be prepared by dawn. See you then. Anything else you guys need to do before you leave? I would like to infuse my the cold iron magic cold iron steak that I got. What would you like to infuse with it? Time. Okay, sounds good. And I'm going to carve Tyrio into the side of it. Damn. Yeah, that, that costs me 16 AP, but hey, I'm about to sleep. Um, do you guys also take care of your armor? Definitely. Yes. Okay. It's just a little bit of polishing and stuff that uh, you just take like an hour to take care of it and you're, you're back up to its original durability. You do only gain uh, plus one durability per day of doing it when it loses durability, um, just in the future. Okay. With that, the day ends, and at dawn, the three of you wake. The city is beginning to get busier and busier as preparations to leave the next day begin. Uh, there is news of the reignition of the Slag Forge, and several folk are really excited to finally get some new hood steel, um, especially before the, um, the assault on the passage. But Dakota's waiting for you at the church. And he asks, is, is, is there any more business that you need to take care of before we leave? No, let's get this show on the road. You're still sure you want to do this? Oh, yeah. He takes a deep breath and he says, well, let's go then. Necroforge was created by Paul and Brittany Swenson, and they are joined in playtesting by Maddie Eby and Dylan Krischer. The Forge is edited by Brittany Swenson, with music by Darren Curtis. If you like the show, subscribe on iTunes, Anchor, or whatever your preferred podcatcher is so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're at it, please rate and review us. It really helps. Have a question? Comment? Want to host your own Necroforge campaign? Email us at necroforge at gmail.com or message us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And remember... None of this is possible without your continued listenership. So thank you, and we'll see you next time.